0: to the Fish Nerds Podcast. It's the latest about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Clay. Together we talk about fishy stuff that's happened to us, people we know, and other fish nerds we've seen. Anything is fair game. It's a good bet Clay is too busy patting himself on the back to pay any attention to the podcast. Go,
0: Dave! <laughs> <laughs> Clay's our hero! <laughs> uh, we have uh, spatulas full of things to talk spatulas. about today. Spatulas, good. We're going to talk about the reason we are cheering Clay on uh, as a team because a new fish was caught for the quest. I'm a freaking hero. Freaking (laughs) hero is exactly correct. So uh, we have that. We'll talk about how uh, Stump the Fish Nerds is not quite working, but we'll kick out the number a few more times Mm -hmm. uh, because we know there are people out there that are saying uh, these guys are idiots and we want them to challenge us.
1: Prove that we're
0: idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Next is uh, the curse of the fall rainstorm (laughs) I.e. Dave's excuse why he's not holding up his end of the quest bargain Um, Then we'll talk about our Kickstarter project And how we're hopefully planning to create a book very soon Finally Um, Finally (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Giving up on everything We're just doing it like we've always done it Just doing it ourselves Yeah,
1: screw the man (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then we have some cool fish nerd uh fish in the news stuff
1: and of course this week in fish nerd nation
0: of so, course of course but let's get to the 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 most important information and is that fish number 42 is logged and in the freezer
1: this is the biggest news since July 18th 2012 imagine that over a year over a year uh for those who don't know Dave and I have been on a quest, started in 2011, to catch and eat every kind of freshwater fish in New Hampshire. The goal was to finish the quest in one year.
0: Yeah, we thought, oh, you know, we'll we'll give our we'll give ourselves a full year just to make sure that we could get them all. And it seemed seemed like a perfectly fine it
1: time. seemed easy, nothing to it. Yeah. So, nothing. to Turns it. out, it was easy for the first uh, eight months. <laughs> And then it got hard. And
0: then it got really, hard, really yeah.
1: hard. So here we are three years in, and we're logging an average of one fish a year. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. 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 And the problem is, is there are 48 species of freshwater fish in New Hampshire, and we're really good at catching about 38 of those kind of fish, and the rest get really <laughs> challenging. <laughs> But the thing is it's
0: not just us. It's not it's not our ineptitude. It is nobody catches these no. fish. No. Why would they? You go on why would they? And you know, you can go online and find all sorts of largemouth tactics, smallmouth tactics, like a million ways to catch northern pike and rainbow trout. Try to find a technique to catch a creek chub sucker. Ooh, I dare. No you. No one
1: knows. Even the people who are experts at microfishing, like microfishing.com, have a hard time with some of these species.
0: Yeah, there's just absolutely nobody fishes for him. So, you know, we're pioneers, yep. you know, we're, you know, we're, uh, we're like Buzz Aldrin and uh, others. The other guy. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buzz and the, and the guy who was the second person to step on the moon. Neil Armstrong, Neil Armstrong right? Armstrong. Which one was first? I don't even know. I'm so useless.
0: <laughs> I think Neil was. Ah, crap. All right. Delete right about. That. I think they both, at least one of them went to Purdue university, which, which I did
1: too. Right. And that's where chickens come from.
0: <laughs> that's true. Where Frank went. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Always good but... to start with a Frank Perdue reference Anything you do
0: <laughs> Good rule of thumb Good rule of thumb, yeah But quest fish, quest. What Clay, what was number 42? Number
1: 42 was a long nose sucker oh, ah, awesome. Beautiful little fish And that was not my target fish that day Oh, do tell well, my, my target fish, I went uh, <laughs> From my house, there's a, um, about a 45 minutes north and west, there's a river called the Ammanusik River. And it runs from Mount Washington out to the Connecticut River. And oh, pretty spot. What's that?
0: It's a pretty it's spot, It's beautiful.
1: Right? It's beautiful. And I was looking for northern red belly dace. And, well, and I actually wasn't planning on fishing that river at all. I was planning on driving past that river to uh, Whitefield, New Hampshire, where I know the red belly dace live. My kids got impatient with the drive. And said, Dad, Dad, can we go swimming? And I said, <sighs> sure. <laughs> so really, it's your kids we should be thanking. They are heroes. Yeah, Sam and Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we found this great spot, um, pulled off the road, and walked down this little path. And it was a deep hole in the river where you can see like six feet deep to the bottom. Water's crystal clear. And then upstream to my left... Was some shallow riffles, so I sent my kids like Go ahead, play in those riffles and cross the river and play in the sand, and I'm gonna fish. And so I tied on a little hook and I t- a tiny piece of worm. And I dropped it in the water with a a split shot about four inches up from the from the worm. And little, well, first of all, the first time they hit the water, is a, a a brook trout attacked it.
0: Oh, nice. I know Pes- what, a, what a pain, pesky, yeah, run, <laughs>
1: beautiful fish. little brookie. I didn't land him; he just shook the hook, and then. Threw it back out again, and I kept noticing these huge schools of black-nosed dace. I mean, they were everywhere. And we're talking like – I was describing them as like um, – as the zombies in World War Z, just a horde of fish. <laughs> they just come in, like thousands of them, just attacking this tiny fleck of worm. But there must wow. be no food in that river to have that <laughs> level of attack. And I just sat there, you know, catching days after days and just staring at the water – and I kept seeing little smaller fish, maybe well, not smaller than dace, but small fish swimming, swimming around in the bottom of the big herd of dace. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I looked, I stared for a while, and I thought, oh my gosh, those are suckers, and I couldn't tell white sucker or longnose sucker. Mm-hmm. But I suspected longnose because, um, well, we have the the data from electroshock surveys, but also I had spent a good part of the spring trying to spear longnose suckers near that spot looking for the spawning. I never found the spawn. And so I suspected that's who was there. And so I kept trying to get my worm down to these little fish and these black-nosed dace were just too much. I couldn't get past them. Hmm. I know it was frustrating. <laughs> so days after days after days, And then finally, I remember way back to my gold fishing experiment, which is you have to stop doing what you're doing and try something different. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> I was getting the same thing over and over again. So this time I just took the little split shot, slid it all the way down so it touched the hook. This is real hook and bullet stuff here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And dropped it down. I was able to get past the dace and yeah. a little tiny like four-inch long long sucker swallowed my bait. Oh, and there he was. Evan, There he was. And I got two in a row. Boom, <laughs> boom. And I still wasn't convinced it was a long sucker. Well the the nice
0: thing, you know, fishing fishing has evolved, yeah. right? So, you know, people back in I always think of Andy Griffith as the old times, but you know, you you, you see Opie with his little cane pole around. Um, you know, and that's you're out there fishing and and that's all there is. Now, even though Clay was out there by himself, he's an electric um, you know, electronic contact with me during this. So I keep getting these pictures being texted to me. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, hey, I got this. That's ah, a black nose dace thing. Oh ah, yeah, black nose dace. And it's like, hey, I think I, th- I think this is it. And uh, sends a picture of a yeah. From what I could tell, sort of a mysterious sucker. Um, but you did the right thing, and got a good shot of the lips because with suckers, the key is the lips. Who
1: knew? I was looking at the nose. He says, long nose versus white sucker. You know.
0: Yeah, but the lips apparently, like you could open up uh, like a Peterson Guide to Freshwater Fishes, and you will see um, just just sketches of the lips of all these suckers, and uh, they all have the very distinct, almost like a fingerprint kind of thing going on. And white suckers have kind of a big lower lip, and long nose suckers are that split almost in half, almost completely you know disconnected. And uh, sure enough, on those pictures, you could clearly see that it has a uh, split
1: lip. I win.
0: You win. We win. <laughs>
1: we win. So that's fish number 42. We have six fish left. Six fish. So at the and, pace we're going, yeah. you're going to be 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kids will be graduating from college. Uh-huh. So, mine will. Yours won't my, mine will. My, I hope mine Yeah. So, well, we, we have high hopes because this fall, um, my in-laws come up every year for Columbus Day, and we rented a house on Silver Lake. And Silver Lake is one of the six lakes in New Hampshire that house Lake Whitefish.
1: Right, and we've had so much luck on that lake in the past hunting Whitefish that we're sure this will be the day. <laughs> <laughs> it could be.
0: It's going to be a better chance than not fishing
1: indeed. Silver Lake. indeed. And you'll have the whole weekend. And I was reading about Whitefish— Yeah, And when the water turns colder, they move into the Rocky Shoals to spawn.
0: Oh, and this cabin is on a Rocky Shoal. Maybe you
1: can sit at your beach and just fish.
0: I know. The question is, do they
1: eat when they're spawning? A lot of fish when they're spawning aren't aren't hungry.
0: Oh, wouldn't that just... (laughs) That would be so disgusting.
1: But they are in the salmon and trout family, right? And most of those fish spawn very angrily and will attack spoons and flies and stuff just because they're pissed off.
0: Spawn angry. Angry spawners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) did they have makeup spawn after? Uh, (laughs) it's (laughs) the opposite Yeah, Yeah. I guess, huh? Yeah. Um but yeah, hopefully hopefully the Lake Whitefish will uh, succumb to the Dave and Clay joggernaut that is now the the, the fish yeah, I know. Mm. The fishing quest. So Yeah, well let's talk a little, Um, little
1: more about the long nose sucker give him his uh his just his due, uh, his due. We, we
0: have a full year worth of due to give out ah, this so, yeah, poor what? little fish
1: you know and i had not ever, ever touched one before and they have to kill a fish the first time you ever see it like hey look there's a new thing i've never seen in my whole life i'm gonna kill it <laughs> and i had to deal with this emotionally gonna eat and it. not only i had deal with my 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 three-year-old my six-year-old had to deal with this fish <laughs> terribly terribly emotional and actually my kids are pretty good about it cuz they've they've been through this a number of times like, yeah. like 42 times well and
0: they're, they're they're your kids and they're my kids so they
1: <laughs> they know what to expect but still i'm trying to get photos of these fish my kids are there i'm having them hold the fish for me and try to arrange things and the whole time they're like dad you're going to kill the fish it's dying i'm like i know it's going to die cuz i'm going to eat it and they're like but he's dying got to put back in the water and they, just the whole It's hard for a six-year-old to watch an animal die, but it is. But they do it. (laughs) To tough it up, kid. Rub some dirt in your eye. Get over it.
0: Well, this this is coming from the kids where you had one of them on your shoulders while you were spearing suckers. Well, that was Sam. She's
1: three and she is a psychopath. So that's different. (laughs) Nice. No, but my kids are good. They understand. You know, we're only killing them uh, for sport. No, we're only killing. No, we're <laughs> killing them because we're going to. We're eat killing them. them for fame, yeah, for fame <laughs> and fortune and for our book. And so, and you know, our kids and your kid too, Dave, being raised by parents who do weird stuff, they don't know that every parent doesn't do stuff like this. That's true. You know, I think um, I, I, you know you had you started a marching band when your kid was little. That's yep, and, that's true. And your true. kid and, assumed and... all dads started marching bands my kid thinks every dad's on a quest. And they might be, but they don't all talk about it. But we have to figure out how to eat this fish. How do you cook a long nose sucker? Especially one that's only four inches long. Right. That's the trick. And we haven't killed and eaten a fish in a year, over a year. So we really need to make this recipe special. So what do you think? Mm. What should we do?
0: Uh, While well, we could open up to the vast crowds of people listening to this podcast oh, to take suggestions good.
1: yeah hmm. so if you have mm. an idea on how to cook a long nose sucker please email us at sucker at fishnerds.com and tell us your favorite sucker recipe and maybe we'll try it yeah
0: and um you could also give us a call too if you want the the number is 607-378- Three four seven four. That's six zero seven three seven eight fish.
1: Which, incidentally, is our fish nerds hotline.
0: Ah, did you see that transition? You did.
1: You're a hero. Not quite the same kind of hero I am, but still, (laughs) hero, (laughs) just the same. (laughs) So, stump the fish nerds. We have this great segment on our well, we think it's great. It's fun for us. Called stump the fish nerds. Anyone who has a fishing question about fish, fishing, or eating fish. Anything fish-related, even relationships, questions, uh, you can call them in, and we will play them on the air, and we'll give you a good and honest answer with your fish problem. Yes. Yeah. And I say it's we've true. been right 100% of the time so far.
0: I, I believe so. I, I think we're, um, we're stumping the, 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 the world. Yes,
1: so bring them on. If you have a question, please, let's make this segment work. Uh, and we will we'll remind you on Facebook on a weekly basis to get those questions in. So get them in.
0: So. Yes. Uh, so that's stumped the fish nerds. You know, I, I had planned. It was a holiday weekend. I had this plan after being motivated by your success. Isn't it
1: exciting? Like you want to go out and catch the next fish. Yeah, if exactly. I, I got. I caught number forty-one as well. Oh, and number forty. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. All right. If you
1: if you're keeping score.
0: Yeah, I guess you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I had zeroed in on thinking, all right, I have a shot at the Creek Chub Sucker. Uh, Pawtuckaway Lake is where Fish and Game commented that they caught a big one. I know the area that they caught it in. Memo- uh, Labor Day weekend, I'm going to go out and do this. So um, I was all set, had a bunch of little things to do. Everything kind of piled up, so I was it, – it pushed it till Monday. But you know, it's a three-day weekend. Hey, it's I could do it's it.
1: Perfect. You got a job and the day off. Why not?
0: Why not? I had it all lined up, and then the flood—literally a flood. So uh, New Hampshire, pretty much all over the state, has flash flood warnings. I think. It's currently.
1: Terrible outside. <laughs> I don't get it. And it, it, it's um, terrible. And I think this, these good intentions always end with terrible storms.
0: <laughs> they do. No matter Isn't what. It the old saying. I I think so. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, like red sky in the morning ends in a terrible storm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: By the way, that mackerel sky thing you taught me doesn't work. (laughs) Doesn't work. My my daughter and I were outside last week looking at the sky, and I said that's called a mackerel sky. I told her the saying, which I already forgot. Was it mackerel sky?
0: Uh, mackerel
1: sky, three days dry. Three days dry. So right. So I left my windows down in my car that night, and it poured down rain. So that's your fault. That's on you, Dave.
0: I must say, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I have i have not intended to. Although I think I'm going to start doing this more and more. Is feeding you bad information, and then and then enjoying what happens oh, you afterwards. You wait till I go
1: lobster fishing, <laughs> <laughs> and you pee in the middle of the that's boat. Right. Uh, Dave, but Dave told me to.
0: Well, so the other day, and I didn't intend, although I think this is a great joke if anybody wants to try it, uh, Clay was coming down to go fishing, and we ended up doing Bluefish, and he stopped off. He said, hey, I'm stopping at Dick's uh, Sporting Goods. Do you want anything? I'm like, yeah, pick me up some Deadly Dicks.
1: So I went went in there (laughs) thinking, all right, well, Deadly Dicks, they must make them and sell them in this store. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, I went to the the guy in the Sporting Goods department, and I said, hey— I'm looking for a deadly dick. <laughs> and he just stared at me. <laughs> Mumbled something about being married and not interested. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> and I said, no, no, it's a bluefish lure and it's called a deadly dick. And like, he's, he says, well, our bluefish lures are over here. And he tries very hard to be patient with me. <laughs>
0: Well, he works at Dick's. Yeah, I know. Like the
1: name of your store is right on it. It's got to be there. So then he's looking. He goes, "What's it called again? Diabolical Dick." No, it's Deadly Dick. And so he kept getting it wrong. And I think he was doing it on purpose. But after a uh, brief Google search, we found it existed, but just not in that store or any Dick's sporting goods for that matter. So I don't think they make it. But thanks, Dave. Thanks for that. (laughs)
0: I enjoyed that very much. I'm going to I'm going to um I'm going to think about what the next nah, cuz I'll can do it. Do I'm I'm in. But will. come on. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Right, um, so you went fishing
1: so, in today, Labor Day.
0: Well, I wanted to. You wanted to. You should have gone. Um, but well, I should have went, but it was every, everything was flooded and raining like crazy all day today. And I I just I think tomorrow maybe there's a shot um, because those streams that we've actually fished a week ago that were just stagnant and horrible, I think
1: now are rejuvenating. Oh, I bet the fish and are going. Oh, I can breathe. Finally, yes, some fresh and I, water, cool air. Boy, nice.
0: I bet. I bet. Yes, they get really excited and probably feed like crazy Whoa, while it's they have the
1: gaudy chance. full of insects. Yeah, just like everything terrestrial, flowing like ants in and, and stuff like that would be really good.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, tomorrow I'll, I'll give it a you shot you
1: know I was thinking today during the big storm I was outside um, walking my dog and there was no wind and mm. the only thing I kept thinking was right now would be a great time to be on Silver Lake fishing for whitefish because the wind uh, is what wrecks that fishing you're fishing it down at 800 feet deep below the boat and if it's windy you can't do it and I kept thinking who would notice if I went out there right now and then the thunder came in and I went oh, someone would kill me <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's I'd be dead. true uh, But that's a good segue into Fish Nerd Nation, because currently up on Fish Nerd Nation, there is a woman talking about why when lightning strikes and hits the ocean, it doesn't kill all the fish.
1: You know, I never even thought about it until I saw the question. I was like, really? It should kill them all.
0: It should, right? I mean, they use electricity to, to stun fish for, you know, fish surveys and things like that. And you learn so. that salt
1: water is really highly conductive and therefore blah, 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 you know, dangerous. Right.
0: And right, exactly. So, but apparently the ocean has what they call this skin effect. I don't know if that's real or not. But basically, when the lightning hits, it dissipates across the surface and only affects a few meters down. So, any fish that is more than six feet deep is fine. So, uh, who knew?
1: Well, she knew. She knew. She did know. Yes. She's a fish nerd. <laughs>
0: she is. She's a science nerd and a fish nerd. She is. But, uh, good. but that's on, yeah, it's on Fish Nerd uh, Nation. So, if you're uh, interested in that or any more cool facts, check out Fish Nerd Nation. We're now getting, I think we're up to over 100 clips uh, on Fish Nerd Nation. So, now you can start searching for things and start finding all sorts of video clips on trout. And bass And anything you're looking for
1: Yeah and one of the things We do for you Is we go on YouTube And other channels And we find those Eight minute long videos That have about Thirty seconds of content That's worth watching And we edit them down To the thirty seconds That's worth your time Yes So you can get through The information without Getting through all that time
0: Right And you still have the links To see the full video, So you have that opportunity But you know Really there's only about Thirty seconds of good footage For most
1: things Right Unless it's one of our videos, in which case the whole thing is highly valuable. And we put it all up there. That's Every true. Every second. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now it's time for Fish in the do, News. Do, 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 do. Fish in the News. So there's two. The first story comes to us from Scientific America. Uh Scientific American. Um, some... Guys, where were they from? University of Cambridge. Hey, Ew, Cambridge. No wonder. Yes. Um, these guys were studying leadership, and of course, when you think leadership, you think fish, right? Yeah, I think stickleback. <laughs> Apparently, stickleback <laughs> are famous for their leadership. But everyone
1: knows this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know. They, you know, they're they're head of companies and things like well, that.
1: Well, their their fin pattern reminds me of like admirals, like in the navy.
0: Oh, there it you go. It, all... doesn't really it doesn't
1: really. I made that up. doesn't. It sounded good when I first said it, and I looked at a picture of the fish, but it doesn't at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> there. <laughs> well, so these scientists were trying to figure out if leadership is basically genetic or not, and if there's leaders and followers, and can you, can you mix it up with basically behavior changes or environmental changes. So um, they, they looked at the fish, the stickleback Stickleback fish, um, and stickleback apparently, some of them are, um, okay, so they said the nature of leaders and followers using pairs of fish. Sticklebacks are well known for showing individual differences in boldness, such as when foraging. So when they emerge from safe cover to a risky foraging area, the bolder fish are more likely to initiate collective movement, while the shyer animals tend to follow. Which, by the way, makes sense. It it that that boulder fish would uh, lead the way,
1: yeah. just like people. Yeah. The first one out yeah. there's the leader. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, so and I didn't realize sticklebacks were well known for this. You
1: didn't know that? No, you're the only ones. Common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that. Hence
0: the common saying: "Boy, you're a leader like a stickleback."
1: That's right. That's the old saying. You know. You've got the leadership right. qualities of a stickleback. <laughs> so, <laughs> on my resume, it says that. You know, I think of myself <laughs> as a stickleback. <laughs> you want to know why I'm unemployed? There <laughs> it is, right there. <laughs>
0: stickleback. stickleback. Um, so according to the researchers, they said, quote, we force the pairs of fish to take opposite roles to see if they could switch with a little training. The shy fish was reward, rewarded with a small amount of food every time it initiated collective movement, regardless of whether it was followed by the bolder partner or not. The bolder fish was also rewarded every time it followed the shyer member, but not when it emerged from safe cover by itself. Uh, in this way, we trained pairs to swap their natural roles and compared their behavior to pairs that assumed their natural roles.
1: That's just basic I conditioning. Know. I don't see any, yeah. anything there. <laughs> A scientific I, America. Come on. <laughs> That's just conditioned response. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, um, however, so they, they expected the roles to, to switch. However, the results were completely opposite. For both bold and shy individuals, the tendency to lead is much less flexible than the tendency to follow. So the bold fish readily adapted to following, but the shy fish could not be trained to lead, even when it learned to stop following the other fish. So no, even if you gave them food and everything, they, they didn't want to stick their little stickleback necks out and, and lead the group.
1: That's not a surprise at all. It's <laughs> like one of those science projects that just confirms common sense, that sticklebacks do what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're
1: going to do what they're, they're going to do. They're going to do what they're going to do. I, I mean, every person I know is like that. You know, anyone you know who's, <laughs> who's a natural-born leader could do a great job as a leader, and they can do a great job working on a team. And the people who just, just aren't good leaders just never are. <laughs> they are always are great followers. So yeah, I guess that, they're just yeah. proving what we know using sticklebacks. I want to see that done again using Black Nose Dace. <laughs> Because they're always sticking their nose – never mind. But it just it has got to be like – I don't know. Like how do they pick those fish? Like they're well-known for sticking their nose out.
0: Yeah, like, I, I don't get it. And it does seem like um, – well, I think it's linked to the fact that nobody fishes for them. Except us. Because if they were and people did fish for them and enjoyed fishing for them, all the bold ones would be caught first.
1: Oh, and you'd have all –
0: Shy sticklebacks that would be difficult to catch, and then all the fly fishermen would go, Oh, yes, I caught three sticklebacks.
1: Yes, I was using my uh, my vintage hook with, uh, with, with, with. I can't even think. I can't, vintage I, hook? That's the best can't you could I fly fishing terms. I was like, I had all this stuff. I was going to say it. I was like, oh, I used a royal coachman. My royal coachman, with the, the hackle, you, you know, with dog fur attached. I don't know. I can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> Dog fur. I got nothing. <laughs> I got my dog fur. I, by the way, I have a um, antique fly tying kit that has polar really bear fur cool. in it. Ooh, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. Guess how many flies my... I have tied. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but polar bear fur—that—that um, that will get you arrested. I don't have that.
1: <laughs> I made it up because I am a liar.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's faux yeah. polar bear fur.
1: <laughs> with bald eagle feathers (laughs)
0: and dodo hackle (laughs) dodo hackle (laughs) love it um all right so there's there's uh kind of funny stickleback Stickleback. but i I bet some listeners um didn't know that they were famous for their leadership I,
1: i feel like we need to announce that
0: you know, they, that's what we're all about, Clay. We're all
1: about bringing this
0: kind of information. It's
1: important. To <laughs> important. It is Did important. Did you know that sticklebacks <laughs> are known for their leadership ability? The more you know, that's right. The more you there know. You go. Okay, good.
0: Uh, which takes us to another well-known fish, the sea lamprey. The
1: sea lamprey, also known for their leadership. <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> they're 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 more known for their empathy. I think. Uh, so, UNH, our our beloved University of New Hampshire, lamprey researchers win competitive grant. Yay. Yay. A University of New Hampshire team studying lampreys has received $750,000.
1: That's a lot of money. I remember that kind of money, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money. And to them, it's not. Yeah.
0: National Science Foundation. I, I bet it's a lot of money to them. I bet. Um, for those who don't know, this is from the story, not us, um, what a sea lamprey is, it's the jawless fish. Wait, what, how does the sentence work? For those who don't know what a lamprey is, the jawless fish look like eels. They are a species older than the dinosaurs. That's true. That is true. That's true. true. They yeah. got it right. Um, yeah, and people often think they're eels. They call them lamprey eels, not eels. Right, no?
1: which they're still wrong.
0: Uh, But UNH professor Stacia Sowers, which we met years ago, by the way. Yeah, I know Stacia. Yeah.
1: I Uh, bet she doesn't know us.
0: I bet she doesn't (laughs) either. The team examines the reproductive hormones of the lamprey. Since the fish is one of the oldest and most basic vertebrate species out there, Sowers says, it can tell scientists a lot about other vertebrates, including humans. Uh, We can help provide insight into how some of these hormones and receptors are functioning in vertebrates. Some of these systems are very complex, and we're looking at a much simpler plan that can help us unravel some of the many questions we have. Uh, There you go.
1: There you go. Uh, There's one more sentence on this whole thing. The story is on New Hampshire Public Radio. It's it's an interesting story. They don't go into it at all. and. I don't really care about the story so much but as the fact that they have this lamprey story and an opportunity to really talk about sea lampreys. And they write maybe a hundred words in an article about sea lampreys. I know. And they they're don't just really not... talk about what they're doing, you know, with this with lampreys.
0: I know. You know what they need is a car talk like show <laughs> on public radio that would say focus on fish.
1: And give the listeners what they want, which is more fish information. Right. So when they're talking about sea lampreys and talking about how old it is, they could talk about what they know, more stuff, which I don't know. Um, here yeah. I am. I'm not talking much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about a long nosed sucker. That's all I keep thinking about.
0: I know. Yeah. You're you're basking in the fame of Fish I'm just 42. You're not focused.
1: But the, <laughs> the lampreys don't get any respect uh, anywhere. And uh, New Hampshire's no know better than most as far as showing that level of respect. And probably the problem is, is they got such a bad rap in the great lakes that nobody wants to really talk about them. Yeah. Plus they think, yeah, they,
0: yeah, they, they are. Well, yeah, they, they are blood sucking adult fish that, uh, suck the fluids out of other fish. And when they got in the great lakes, they did cause extra problems to the lake trout. Although people overfishing them and ruining habitat didn't help any it either. But uh, but yeah, they, they do they do get cursed in the Great Lakes region for sure.
1: They'll show some respect talking about lampreys.
0: I know they're native fish and they're worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to the National That's Science. That's a Federation. lot of
1: money. It's a real That's lot. It's a money. lot
0: of money, yes. To, to unlock the hormone questions. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I also read once that they were using lampreys to study um, like how to fix like uh, severed um, spinal cords and stuff like that.
0: I, I heard that, too, because they have kind of a nice, big, basic spinal cord that they can work on. And
1: they can regenerate their spinal cord. I tell you, they're like the superheroes of, uh,
0: of the fish world. Yeah. And you could eat them. So, you can. You can. can eat them. You shouldn't. <laughs> we should We've eaten them. <laughs> yeah, you, I wouldn't say it's a good idea, but uh, we have eaten them. They tasted like old shrimp when we ate them. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. At least we shared it with other people.
0: So. <laughs> and they ate it up, by the way. They did. They, they did, did. So uh, so yeah, there, there's sea C- C- lamprey news You don't get that every day No,
1: which is okay But when you do get it, you should ask more questions To get a little deeper into it I always thought public radio should have just really a deeper story on that one and It was like 30 seconds on the radio And it was over and I was just starting to understand it And like, oh, come on So
0: I know, well that, that's why we're here Clark.
1: That's why we're here So, <laughs> we are out of things to talk about It looks like
0: We are, and uh, hopefully by the next podcast I will have uh, a Creek Chub Sucker. I say that about every time. Every single um, time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it could happen. Yeah, but listen, are you a fish nerd? Do you know a fish nerd? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you could be a fish nerd correspondent. If you're interested, email us at nerds at com. We're looking for people to help us advance the nerds fish nerd cause. So... If you have ideas on how to help us out, or you want to be involved with us in any way, please drop us a line, and uh, we'll tell you how to get involved with us.
0: Yeah, and especially, I mean, we have so m- there's so much good fish stuff out there. There's just absolutely not enough time for us to do it. So we we so, need help. G- yeah, getting more people in the uh, in in the um, show is is a great idea. So please give us a call. Just. Just say, hey, I'm a fish nerd. How can I get involved? And uh, we'll find a way because there's, there's plenty to do. There's lots to do.
1: The other thing, too, is uh, if you haven't done so already, make your way over to iTunes and find the Fish Nerds podcast on iTunes, subscribe to it, give it a five-star rating, and make a comment for us. We haven't uh, figured out how to make any money podcasting yet, so our payment – is uh, is you leaving a comment and a five star rating. Also, go to Fish Nerds on our Facebook page. Hit the like button. Share our stuff with all of your nerdy friends. Uh, even even your less nerdy friends would be fine. But support our our stuff and let's get it going.
0: Yeah, this fall I think we're going to do a big push because we also have a Kickstarter program yes. that's going to be starting very soon. We'll be
1: asking you for money to help publish our book <laughs> <laughs> because nobody else wants to give it to us.
0: <laughs> well, it, it's a pledge. It's it's a pledge. I, now now I sound like you know public radio. It's a pledge that is is a vote for fish nerds everywhere. You know that cup of coffee that you buy in the morning, um, forty cents you know, a day, for, and that forty child cents a African day
1: gets to eat, or you could help Dave and Clay publish a book
0: (laughs) so uh, anyway when kickstarter gets kicking that's going to be an opportunity for especially for folks to chime in with their vote of confidence i.e. cash and clue in others that we're trying to do this because it takes a village to write a book apparently
1: takes money (laughs) (laughs) it takes a lot of money so we'll get it all worked out on kickstarter so that's coming soon so stay tuned and we'll give those details as we get them.
0: Okay, so. well, I think that wraps it up for this edition
1: of Fishner Hey, Dave, this is our 15th podcast. Hey, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. We should write an ending to our podcast for our 16th one. Yes. You know, we, we're trying to write a book, we should go to write an ending to our podcast.
0: <laughs> you would think. So,
1: if you have a good ending to our podcast, please email us to ending of the podcast at fishnurs and we will use it. So, oh, I also I have to give a shout out to our 150th Facebook fan. Hey. Yeah. Um, who was our? I forgot his name. <laughs> I said I'll give you. Oh no, wait, yeah. Uh, his name is Fraser. Fraser Price from England.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah, actually, we're, we're international. We are international.
1: I worked with him at a summer camp this year, so. Uh, he looks like okay. C-3PO. C-3PO was a human. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: so All right, so we're international uh, podcasters. That's right, stuff. we're
1: semi-famous.
0: That's awesome. All right. All right, so live long and prosper. Okay, <laughs> that's
1: not a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang. All right, fishnerds.com.